Welcome to Divorce with a Twist, where we smash the stigma of divorce and focus on how to move forward and live your best life. I'm your host, certified life coach and divorce attorney, Shandy Arwalis. Today, we're going to talk about regaining control during divorce. Divorce is about control, and when you're not the spouse with the control, it makes you the spouse that feels out of control, and you may be looking for ways to get it back. Some people resort to unhealthy or unethical tactics. They hide assets to gain a financial advantage. They use threats or intimidation to gain leverage in negotiations. They spread false rumors or information about the other spouse or manipulate the children against the other parent. But these tactics just further complicate your divorce and they won't make you feel any better. There's a better way, and that's through self-accountability. Now hear me out on this. If you find yourself blaming your ex-spouse or the whole world, or you're in a situation where your divorce just seems to be happening to you and you're feeling fearful, confused, or resentful, there's a way for you to get back in the driver's seat and get a sense of authority back over your life, a sense of control. And that's what I mean by self-accountability. Self-accountability in the context of a divorce is taking responsibility for your own actions, emotions, and decisions throughout the divorce process. It involves acknowledging your role in the relationship's breakdown, being honest about your own contributions, and it's you actively working towards personal growth and focusing on your future rather than your past. Being self-accountable can include recognizing mistakes, showing empathy towards your former spouse, and making efforts to coexist amicably for the sake of both parties and any children involved. And in divorce, this is hard. I know. Someone once told me that accountability feels like an attack if you're not ready to acknowledge your own behavior. And I want you to know that I'm not attacking you. Taking responsibility for your actions and ownership of your emotions and the decisions that you make can provide you with a sense of empowerment and control, and that is precisely what I want for you. Let's take my student, Christina. When she came to me for help during her divorce, she was full of blame and resentment, which by the way, blame and resentment are perfectly valid feelings, but it's a problem when you hit a point where you can't see your way out of it okay so christina came to me and she felt the weight of her world shift and she described her divorce as an unstoppable force that she could not defend against and to an extent this was true she couldn't stop the divorce that her spouse wanted like it or not in her state you don't have to have a reason to divorce other than just wanting out But these thoughts were not helping Christina. She didn't have to feel helpless and at the mercy of her ex-spouse. These thoughts were keeping her stuck and she was feeling terrible. She discovered how to reclaim control by learning to be self-accountable. She came to understand that while she could not control every circumstance, she could certainly control her response to it. She took ownership of her emotions and her decisions, and she really came to know that life wasn't just happening to her, that she held the power to shape her own story, and you do too. Like Christina's, 
Your life is not just happening to you. When you can own almost everything, and not all the circumstances in the world, but your experience of it, it will change how you feel. I promise you. I learned to be self-accountable early on, and I strive to demonstrate this in all areas of my life, including my work, my relationships, and my personal growth. It isn't always easy, and sometimes I still have a pity party for myself, but ultimately I take full responsibility for me, my thoughts, my decisions, my actions, and I don't pass that responsibility on to anyone else. This is a big lesson I also try to instill in my kids. There are many benefits to this, but when we pass the responsibility of our life onto someone else, we lose the opportunity for growth and empowerment. Now don't misunderstand, being self-accountable is not the same as blaming yourself for something you did or didn't do or blaming yourself for the way things are. Self-accountability and self-blame are two very different energies. They stem from different thoughts and they feel very different. Self-blame can lead to feeling shame and regret and nothing useful comes out of beating yourself up. That's not what we're doing today. In the context of your divorce, it's crucial to remember that taking responsibility for your own journey can be immensely empowering. This is what I'm referring to. You being accountable for you. Like Christina, when we embrace the idea and really believe that our actions, choices, and reactions play a pivotal role in shaping our experiences, We gain a sense of authority over ourselves and we feel empowered. We feel in control. It positively impacts our emotional well-being, our decision-making, and our overall trajectory in life. Think about it. Divorce is a life-altering event, but to view it as something that's just happening to you rather than something you have a say in can limit your ability to heal and move forward. It can make you feel out of control and powerless. By embracing the concept of self-accountability, you not only acknowledge the challenges you're facing, you also recognize the power you hold to navigate through them. In my program, Direction After Divorce, I emphasize that while external factors may influence our circumstances, it is our responses to our circumstances that ultimately shape our path. And this is true in all areas of our life, but in divorce, it's the key to feeling like you're back in control. So how do we do this? How can we apply the principle of self-accountability during and after divorce? I'm going to give you five ways. First, reflect on your choices. Take time to assess the decisions you've made in your relationship. This is before your marriage, during your marriage, and throughout the divorce process. Recognize that your choices, even if they were influenced by other things, external factors, they are ultimately your choices. And it's important to remember that reflecting on your choices isn't about pointing the finger or again, going back to self-blame, blaming yourself for decisions you made, even if you feel they were wrong, because often both parties in a divorce experience feelings of guilt and if only scenarios. You may find yourself thinking, if only I had done things differently, or I would have, could have, should have handled that situation better. 
but dwelling on regret won't serve your growth and healing either. Instead, the purpose of reflecting on your choices is to foster self-awareness and insight. It's about understanding the context in which decisions were made. Recognize your motivations at the time and acknowledging that you made the best choices you could with the information you had. By doing this, you can free yourself from the weight of regret and open the door to learning from your experiences. Second, own your emotions. While it's natural to experience a range of emotions during and after divorce, acknowledging and processing those emotions is crucial for your emotional well-being. Design a daily self-care routine that caters to your needs. Manage your stress. Reduce your anxiety. Actively work on processing your emotions. One way to do this would be to keep an emotions journal throughout your divorce process to help foster your self-awareness. Third, focus on your future. Instead of dwelling on what could have been, channel your energy into planning for your future. When you engage in future-focused planning, you're taking responsibility for your life beyond the divorce process. Future-focused planning involves setting goals, making decisions, and creating a roadmap for your life post-divorce. You can acknowledge that while divorce is a significant event, it doesn't define your entire life. What is it that you want now? And you may not know, but you get to decide who you want to be post-divorce and you get to work towards that vision. Another practical way you can apply the principle of self-accountability to your divorce is focus on what you can control. This is number four. In divorce, it's very easy to focus on what you can't control, what you're not able to do, how scary it is, and how you're at the mercy of what's going on with everything around you. Courts are pretty scary. It's not just about your ex. However, you can control other things. And so you want to see, okay, what can I control? This is something I'm responsible for. This is the experience I want to have. So what can you control? You can control your energy. You can control the thoughts you entertain. You can control your perspective and how you choose to view a situation. You can control how you respond, the way you conduct yourself, the decisions you make, your communication with your ex-spouse. You can control the boundaries you set and whether or not you enforce them. You can control who you let in to your support network, what kind of network you build, who to choose to surround yourself with. You can control your self-care routine, how you prioritize your physical and emotional health. Now this brings us to the fifth and final principle of self-accountability during and after your divorce, and that is taking care of yourself. During your divorce and beyond, it's so important that you prioritize self-care, both physically and mentally. In addition to the obvious rewards, taking care of yourself will provide you with a sense of control and empowerment. Self-care is not only about maintaining a healthy lifestyle, it's also about setting and maintaining proper boundaries in your life, pursuing new relationships that will bring you fulfillment engaging in activities and hobbies that you enjoy. 
Look for new ways to connect to yourself and your life. Things may feel different, but when you take responsibility for your life and everything in it, you keep moving forward. No matter what situation is thrown at you, no matter who comes at you, you keep showing up, making decisions, moving forward with a sense of empowerment that extends far beyond the confines of your past relationship. This is my wish for you. Take care until next time. If you're listening to this episode in real time, I want to invite you to come to my free masterclass next week. We're going to talk about the five subtle relationship fears that may be keeping you stuck and how to break free. Check it out on Instagram at Direction After Divorce. I hope to see you there.